0: Bongani Jalivana is 29 years old. He was released from jail two years ago after having been locked up for 10 years. Here at Sound Africa, we met Bongani when he was part of a theatre production with an organisation called Young in Prison. The project is meant to help young people transition from prison back to society a journey that is incredibly difficult so difficult that it is estimated that 80 to 95% of all prisoners reoffend when they are released bongani is determined to not become one of them almost a year after the project bongani sent us several facebook messages He had nothing to do, he said, and wanted to learn how to make podcasts. There are books written about young men like Bongani. They are in the news all the time. Experts, politicians, priests talk about the young criminals and gangsters in the townships. But one voice is usually missing in stories about young men Like Bongani, their own. This story is made by Bongani Jalivana and me, Neo Rakhajani. It's called Brother, This is Cape Town.
1: My name is Bongani Chalivani. I stayed at Nyanga, at Sakisdorp Street, in 1916. I was born 1989 at uh, Natal Sprite Hospital in Katleon. Yeah, My relationship with my mother like, it's, uh, it's fine, it's good, there's no problem. She's kind, she's lovely. When I piss her off, she'll swear at me, ooh, that old lady. Ooh, 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 but I love her. I love it the way she is. She she is difficult sometimes, but there are times then she understands like an old lady. But don't mess with her. When you mess with her, I don't want to lie. She will swear you and you will not like it. That's my mother. You my father it's like a very long story because I also I also want to know what is going on. I still also want to know the roots of him, because I, I do not get answers when I ask. Like, she gets pissed off, she said I must not ask her a like lot of questions, I must just like focus on what I have in front of me. When I was seven or eight years old, we went to the East London, where I smelled the sea for the first time. To leave our job back to me, it was like something like a, a, a leaving a place I actually know. It was a nice journey, like or traveling with the train, like looking around, sleep, wake up again, and the excitement was there. And on the other side, I was on the other side. I was also sad because I'm leaving my friends, the people that I will grow to, the people that I used to go to school with them, and. The sad part I didn't know how will be the treatment will be where I'm going. And the language that I was speaking because I was not like speaking proper corsa because the way I was playing they were mixed colors, Zulu, Tosa, Sotho, Spedi Tsuani. I was not familiar with the people because the people were speaking proper course and I was like my causa was not the same as them because my tosa was having like some of uh it's Zulu i didn't have friends i was confused indoors the most of the time like my mother looked at school for me and while i was there like attending school i meet up with a friend called apiwe margie
2: yo 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 yo, 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 yo. i have
0: lots of memories actually we were best friends back in the days yo two 2001 2002
1: 2003 it was nice growing up there and he will show me the place like this is this unit, this is NU three, this is NU nine, NU six, you see this is six is so big and 13 and so on and on and say
2: so We used to go from NU six to
0: NU eleven with food just to look for girls. That's it.
1: I was around twelve. We were young, but you know most when we are poor, you are curious, we want to know everything. And while we were watching TV, when the family is around, you will watch. And when someone kisses in the TV, you will <laughs> first smile and look around and look who's looking at you. Then you are smiling. Then you want to experience what is happening there.
0: He was staying alone with his, his with his brother.
1: He will look after his brother and his cousin. He was a responsible guy. Actually, I thought he was older than me, but we are same age. Apio was like bullied by the other guy. I don't remember this guy's name. You see, and Apio told me this guy is bullying him each and every time, you see. And I did tell him, Apio, no man, you know what, this guy needs to be shot. And Apio was asking, hey, where will you get a gun? Then I tell him, there is a gun at home. Don't worry. You see, then I take it out from the safe. It was a silver and black uh, 16 shooter. The slide was black and the, 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 the holder, it was silver. And my hand was shaky when I handled it. And when I like, started to bridge it quickly, it was like difficult to pull the slide. When I take out the magazine, it was very easy to play with the slide. But when I put back the magazine, it was very difficult. It was scared and nervous and shaky. And like, I, I did know that was not the right way what I'm doing, but I was like, forcing myself to do it and understand how to handle a gun. Then we go to that boy, and he was, like, playing there on a the soccer field. And I tell you, Apio, it must provoke him, start to provoke him. And Apio was scared. Then I called this guy, and he was, like, hey, in, in, in Islander, he, no one calls him. He calls people. Then I tell him, today I called you. You see, and he said to me, what i am going to do? Where do I think? Where I come from? Do I think this is Chobek? And I tell I just look at him and laugh at him. Then I tell him, hey, you, you don't know me. And he was like, he said to me, he's a way that he brings to me, I'm a Quere, quere. Then I pull out the firearm. Then he ran away crying. Then me and Apio went back to put away the firearm. <laughs> then the time we put it, and we were like laughing, sitting on the passage. Yeah, because the moment I pointed, I feel like I'm in charge now. I am the boss now, because there were a lot of people on the field. You see, I did feel that I'm in charge. I was not nervous, I was not scared. I was like, yeah. I did it and I pointed him, chase and he runs away and I said he must not look back. I did feel like I'm in charge, I'm running the world. My mother had moved to Cape Town. She got a job there and, and I was taking care of my brother. In East London. After about a year, my mother sent for us, and we packed up and went with the taxi. Oh, the first time I saw Cape Town, it you was know, like it was a long drive, tired, boring. It was not I was not happy, and it was not a good feeling because I'm leaving people that I was already, I was committed to them. But on the other side, I was happy because I'm going to another place. I want to see, meet new people and I want to see my mother also and, have, and, and, and start a new life. But the most thing was that Cape Town will not be the same as Eastern Cape. When we arrived in Cape Town, but we did see my mother and we were fine. We were happy. We stayed with her. And she looked for me at school because I did pass Standard 4 there. Then I started Standard 5. Yeah, they were nice teachers, kind, humble, but I was like drive them out of the street, piss them off. Esangweni is a big yard with a fence, two gates, gates of the students, gates of the teachers. One of my teachers was Mr. Kali. He still remembers me. Bongani, I, I taught
0: Bongane uh, history. From uh, to five to 206. So I know him very well, more especially when it comes to rapping. This guy was super fit. Even if Bongana can see that his guys now are struggling, Bongana would <laughs> take the ball and go. So he was quite good outside the classroom. But uh, inside the classroom, he was not that kind of a man. He was just a man rather than us.
1: On the other day, we are leaving school. On our way out back, back home, I was in front. Yeah, I was walking in front. What happened, there was a war between Harari and Kuyasa, and we were not involved in that war. And when we were on our way out of the gate, these guys were in front of us, like, looking at us, and I was like, why are they are staring at us like this? You see? And they passed me, and they passed Busiso. and they, when they passed Indira, the you see, one of the guys, they, he stabbed Indira, you see? Dimpure was stepped at the back, the, the blood didn't come out. You see, then they open another hole under his uh, sh- under his arm, on his, ra- his right hand ribs, and they put in a pipe, draining out the blood. And he it, it got a hole at the back, next to the spinal cord, and that was very painful. But the 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 wound was not painful. The place where that was painful is where they opened a, a a hole and drained out the blood. While we are looking around, we didn't find them. Like, we go straight to where they stay. We go there. We didn't ask. We kick down the door. We look for them there. We vandalize the place where they stay. Wherever we go, we just vandalize. We vandalize. We didn't find them. We didn't find them. We just go back to our place. The reason why these guys are fighting Harar in Greece is because of the head that was taken from a Harar, from a guy from Harar. Because of the gang that we do at school, and also because when the principal was looking at the complainants book, the half of the book, it was all my uh, complainants. They said we cannot come to school; it must be suspended. It's okay, it's fine. The moment where we were suspended from school is where we started our own crew now to make um, and all that stuff. So then we started there to plan rob, stealing, hijack, car theft, all that stuff. And then we get money to drink on weekends. Money for, for survive to live because we don't get money anymore from our mothers because we are not going to school. So because of a head somebody in one area stole from somebody in another area, I was out of school and starting a new career. This is Mawande, he was a part of our crew.
3: It was hits. Uh, Mostly we we used to target, like, shops and and taverns. He is a tall guy, always neat, love girls,
1: and love to rob people. Now my friend has become a pastor. Now he wants to preach me.
3: We would go around, like, checking, like, okay, how... You know, you are here to see what kind of movement is happening. How, when you are coming in with firearms, how would you attack the person in order to to, to control and get what you want out of the situation? So we would actually like, you know, go there and, okay, our movements, okay, now, okay. There's one person that sells, or there's two. All those kind of, um, of of particular details, okay? Is there a burglar gate? No, there's no burglar gate. Okay. When you go into the shop, it's only just the small counter. I could easily grab them behind the counter, or they will have to go open the door. You know, all those particular details. You know, so that were the things that we we were looking out for. You know, and in order to 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 execute uh, our mission. It was a, like
1: a, a a white a, a white pandam that will always uh, 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 come and collect money from the chewbox box and the pool. After two or three months, it gives times when the the, the pool is like fully filled up with money and the chewbox. box. When when the, the the white man and his boy go inside, I followed them. Then my shoes robbed. Pointed the guy outside who got the firearm. And I also pointed the guys who are inside when they have already take out the cash from the box and from the pool. What I remember, my card was 8. Each and everyone did have eight, eight, eight thousand. It was a lot of coins. Then we take it, uh, we, 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 we share it. We have fun as friends drinking, buying clothes also. And also my girlfriends like give them money. It was in the morning on a Sunday. It was not windy, not cold. It was just a cool weather that everyone can enjoy himself. I was was wearing my shorts, sandals, my t-shirt, and when they came, my mother wakes me up in the morning, then I go to them, and then they said I must accompany them, then I accompany them, they show me the first house down the street, they ask, does I know who stays there, then I said yes, then we go down again, then on my left, or right hand side, they ask me, does I know who stays there, then I said yes, then I tell them pretty, and her sister and mother stays here. and they said, I was there last night, kicked down the door, take a gem plaster, and leave, then I tell them I didn't do that, and there's these guys who didn't want to listen they were beating me then I fight back, fight back, fight back they overpower me then they take me to the bush then they tell me they will beat me to death then I tell them they must be sure what I'm doing beat me to death because when I come back I will do the same what they did to me
3: there's a guy Ubongani also that stays there in Harare those guys they were kicking doors you know, robbing people robbing people's houses you know, around so... That's when one of the guys was actually maybe calling his name, if I summarize everything correctly. He called his name. So whoever heard the name Bongani, so he never knew which Bongani they were talking about. The only Bongani he knew was the Bongani that he knew that was staying there in Indovini. So automatically when he he went to to, to to the to the people of the location that no, I have information and I, I probably know who did this. Is Bongani, so the only Bongani they knew was him, so that's whereby they picked him up. It was it was bad like he he couldn't see. His face was like was so swollen, you know. He had I, I never knew that somebody's face could get so big, you know. It was like he would never see again. You couldn't even see his his eyelashes, you know. It was like his his eyes were were in, you know. They were so swollen. It was it was bad like he. But yeah, yeah, they hurt him very badly, you know. Um, I thought he was gonna die, but by the grace of God, you know yeah he, he survived and that's whereby I think um, uh, he, he actually he actually never saw the sense of living um, a, a, a straight and better life you know um, He only saw fit that okay so if I could be accused of a certain crime, meaning that this is the life I should be living, you know a life of crime.
1: I did revenge shooting each and every one that did beat me up, like what I did because they did make me suffer I also feel pain. Each and every one that I find, I shoot him, leave him with a bullet. You see, I don't leave him. I must also leave him with the pain that he can feel. Is what he have done to me he must also suffer. Yes, I shot. I shot eight, the ninth one they was shot by my arrows. Only one did died from them. I was angry on that time because I was being punished for something that I didn't even do, that I didn't even commit. The traditional healer, is the one who called me, it was on a weekend I was drinking, then he tell me when I'm sober I must pay him a visit because he get a vision of what will happen, you see? And the reason why I said so, on that, on, on that week my bottle get lost, and I didn't know how did it get lost. You see, then I go to him and tell him, you know what, my bottle did get lost. And he said to me, listen here, wherever you find that bottle, you must pick it up the way it is. Don't change how it lays or how how is it. You must just pick it up and bring it to me. The small bottle that I have, it did have three colors: a red color, a purple color, and a green color. Yeah, when it's danger, it changed to be black. And inside it become like a storm, like this it's like the sea sea water that's fighting. Then I must know there is danger. I cannot go or I must leave. Ten turn back. It, it it didn't even tap me. It just appoint me with a stick that he was carrying and tell me I must go and see him at his place because what I'm using is not good for me. I am not that kind of person. They are using me with that what they've given me. Then he leaves. You see. Then I didn't like listen to him because it was the first of season and it was December. Everything was happening, money was around, girls was around, entertainment was around. And the day I found that bottle behind my ah uh, behind my bed and it was like laying upside down, what did I do? I just take it and shake it and put it in my pocket and I tell everything would be fine. On the day that will be arrested, he called me and like said, what did I do to that bottle? And I tell him, no, I found it You sit behind my bed, and just take it and shake. Then he tell me on the phone, I must come to his house before I sleep. And I didn't listen to him because I was also drunk. And he called me again and he tell me, you know what, you are going to jail and you must know, don't cry for me when you're there, because I did tell you what to do and you didn't listen. He was right. I did not listen. My career as a criminal was about to end. I was 16 years old. And what happened, I was like sleeping with my girlfriend. Then they come and wake me up and tell me like, hey, uh, Kweri's been stabbed. Then I asked been stabbed by who? They said, by Spoo." And when I arrived at Query's place, it was like, sleeping on his like stomach, he's been stabbed at the back. Then I asked, what happened? He told me, Sbu have stabbed him. Then I asked, why? Then he said, because he just don't want him to uh to stand with his girlfriend. Then I said, he stabbed you for that shit. And Sbu was standing outside. Then he ran inside the house. Then I saw him, then I chased him. And he said, no, what do you want? And I said, you can keep, please keep quiet. Then we look for Sbu in the house. We don't find him, we get out. On our way out we're looking for him, then we hear this uh place playing music. Okay, fine, man. I should say, hey man, let's rob these people inside. Then I said, No man, you cannot rob this he said, Hey, let's rob these people. Then I said, Okay. So when I go, when I want to enter, they push the door, my hand with the firearm was inside. I tried to point the, the guy behind the door. Then I choked, if I point him behind the door, he will just grab and take the firearm. Then I shoot two shots through the ceiling. Then while he's dead, and he uh, surrendered behind the door, then I tell him to sit down. Then he sat down. Then while I went inside, then I saw he was wearing a camouflage and an army boot. Then I asked him, Are you army? Then he said yes. Then I asked him, Where's the firearm? Then he said you don't have a firearm. Then I, I hit him with a gun on his head. Then I asked where's the firearm? Then I, he said, then I take his friend, I hit him also. Then his friend said, no, he have a firearm. Then he said, no, he have a firearm. I must going and look in the room at the base of the bed. Then I go, I look, I look, I don't find it. Mess up the room. When I turn up the base, I hear something like, bah! on the sideways, there's a place where you slide. Then I open the slide, then I turn the bed again, the firearms and the bullets, fire falls out. While I was in the room, hey I heard someone screaming, then I go back, then find my Achus. Hey, there was this guy sitting on the sofa. But my Achus is pointing him with a firearm. Pointing him sitting on the sofa he's been stabbed. Then I asked who stabbed this guy? Then my Achu said, I stabbed him. With what? With a knife. You didn't have a knife on you. With what did you he said no, he did have a knife. I did take him from him and stabbed him. Straight to the heart. I said, Okay, it's fine, he said let's leave. When then we leave. At the night of the 25th, we were at the, at, the, at my friend's house, then the police came. Bongani Gyalivani, I found you guilty of arm robbery, house robbery, and housebreaking. That was the word of the church. She was a short lady with a maroon hair. She was very friendly but she sent me to prison for 10 years. Entering medium B, get off the track, looking around, looking at this gate. I entered, when I entered is a small reception, in a cage, a little small cage, with a member sitting there, Busy writing stuff. Then the doctor called me, a nurse called me, put me on a scale, asked me, Am I sick? Any sick that I have, sickness that I have? Then I said, No. Then they said, I must get in that cage.
2: <laughs>
1: Polno is a big, big prison. It's built with face brick. It's got that red, red roof. It's got a gate, an entrance gate. With a pole, when you want to go through, they pull up the pole, you go through there. And it's surrounded by a big, long fence, three fences, with a lot of barbed wire, with a stainless steel gate that you cannot even open. It's been locked all the time. This is how Mawande remembers prison.
3: Being in prison, you know, yeah. being dressed in that colour with the corrections all over and being property of correctional service you know and they were telling you what time to eat um, what time to 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 be outside when do you go to a particular event or when do you go to a particular place you are always safeguarded you are only not guarded when you are inside a cell with other 49 men older younger than you and it actually scares you because anything could happen and it would take them approximately thirty to an hour to open the cell and take you out so your life being inside that cell is unsafe. A lot of noise, a lot of screaming, a lot of people um, talking at once and shouting at once a lot of doors being opened, um gates actually, gates being opened. There's a lot of keys going around, you know. And there's silence you know, at the same time, because there's no cars that are driving past, you know. There's there's no birds, you know, um chipping in the tree or you know, there's there's no there's no music um playing around, you know like in the location or whereby you could you could hear Tati Skobo playing around the corner you know or just hearing empty bottles breaking because the people are actually drunk and you know having fun
1: the sounds that you hear in Bosmo if the prison has been locked it's only the sounds of the inmates shouting each other talking volume of TV radios and also hearing the gates when they are open when the members are patrolling looking around Picking a checkup, the keys, the gates of bang.
3: Um, it, it, it's it, it's noises, you know, noises of um people screaming help. In such ways, not as in they are like practically saying help me, but the way, you know, that they are, they you can see these are people that are that are suffering, you know, um they they need help. It's like they are in this hole. And this hole is so deep that they are throwing water, now the water are rising, and he can see that there won't be a way out. He is going to die in here. You know He's being buried alive. So that's Posmo.:
1: Prison is a small world. Outside is a big world. Prison is slow. Outside is fast. In prison, I knew everything. Outside, I did not know anything anymore. I came out after 10 years. I was 25 years old. I joined Young in Prison, where I met Clinton Osborne.
2: So my name is Clinton Osborne. I'm currently working at SWET, the Sex Worker Education and Advocacy Task Force, as the training coordinator. Prior to this, I was working with ex-offenders, and that's how I know Bongani. From the very beginning, Bongani was always the kind of person who's so well-mannered, he's so polite, he's so cooperative. You know, there was like not everyone there was so easy to work with as Bongani was. There definitely needs to be some kind of support for them when they get out of prison. I've noticed that people who are coming out of prison and they don't have that kind of network of support, they very easily fall back into going back to do crime. But also, I know Bongani, and I also know that he's trying very hard not to go there again. But it's hard if you don't have anything and you're hungry, you're starving. What are you going to do when the guy next door says, come with us, we're going to go and like, steal a car? And you think, OK, I can make a couple of thousand rand. Or am I going to sit here feeling sorry for myself, wondering how I'm going to eat tomorrow? Those kinds of things get presented to people and they make choices that might not be what we think, are. Oh, oh, that's not a good choice. But the reality is in that situation, it was a good choice for that person because what else was he supposed to do?
1: Yeah, I see myself as a successful man. Achieve achieve for myself, make a change for my family, also my community, and also make a change for the ex-convict, those who are still coming, and give them an opportunity also to get their second second chance in life. For instance, I am talking from my experience. I cannot even travel to Norway or to Netherlands. My visa was rejected. Our president, our former president, Jacob Zuma, is an ex-convict. He was sentenced 10 years, you see? But he can travel to whatever country he wants to go to. There are a lot of them inside there. Tokyo Sihwale also, they were also ex-convict. They were sentenced. Zwa we're talking about the one with criminal it falls no matter if you were fighting for politics no matter if you were killing a bird, you were behind bars that's the main the main thing is behind bars and okay so
0: tell us a little bit about that Policeman
1: on the... Oh, my gosh. Now this policeman, man, you see? Like, honestly, like honest truth, as a human being, a human being with two legs, two eyes, two hands, one body, you are not created to walk backwards. We have eyes in front. That means when you walk, you must turn around and walk where you're going. He was walking backwards to me.
0: Okay, so you've told me what you saw. Let me tell you what I saw.
1: Okay, go ahead. Let's listen to you, Mr. Neom.
0: We were walking (coughs) up Adderley and about 10 meters in front of us we suddenly saw two policemen, a lady and a man. The man was faced away from us. And the woman was on the pavement and she was throwing fruit to him. <laughs> he didn't, wasn't walking backwards. We were walking almost diagonal to him.
3: Mm.
0: But as soon as you saw him, you decided these were your words. Look at this fuck. <laughs> fuck this guy. And then you walked towards him you confronted him, Stop behind him. He turned. When he turns, he sees that you are standing right behind him. And, you know, you were chest out, very <laughs> aggressive posture. And he turned. And obviously, because he's a person of authority, he doesn't want to look weak in his uniform. He has this guy challenging him. Then he's, it's a Mexican standoff. (laughs) Then he says, you walked away and you shoved him a little as you walked away. Right? Listen,
1: can I ask this?
0: Tell me how I'm wrong.
1: Listen now, if you walk, must I walk and say, excuse me, excuse me, must I do that?
0: That's what normal people do. I'm
1: asking, must I do that? That's all that I waste, where must I keep it, where must I use it? I waste energy, listen, I waste energy when there's a place they need that energy, will be that NHP? Brother, this is Cape Town. I'm not carrying anyone's baby here. That's the problem. If I will get Mark, you don't know who will get Mark of you. This is Cape Town. Things happen in a second. When you open your eyes, where will be the person? I will be busy, excuse me, excuse me. If those people are a couple... He just come and block my way. Other one open my pack. I'm focusing on this one. What will happen? Come on now. This is a real life. You don't live in a life that is Tupai. This is not Tupai. This is South Africa, my brother.
0: Uh, and what do you know of your dad?
1: Nothing, nothing.
0: Has your mom ever described your dad?
1: Nope. Describe a good father. A good father is a person who takes care of the family, who's the head of the house, who always there for the family, who's responsible for the family, who always do anything in his power to put food on the table for his family and always love to see his family happy and always listen to his children when they are talking and give him advice what to do.
0: Do you ever think about how your own family is also split up?
1: Yeah, I did realise about that when I'm checking my family, my my own family have split up from my mother, my mother's family, my mother's children. And I also check also my own family have also split up. And and that is not like a, a, a good thing because to me, my wish was to like both my son stay with me grow up together and also give them the love that I didn't get from my own family and show them the right way when they also have families that they must treat their families like this because what I'm seeing what did happen to my family I am trans I am transferring it to them now but that is not nice
0: You've been listening to a Sound Africa podcast. If you like this episode, share it with the people you like. This episode was produced by Bongani Djalivana and edited by Neo Rakajani, with help from Rasmus Bits and Lars Overland. My name is Nell Rachajani. Sound Africa podcasts are made with support from Open Society and Hindenburg Systems. The Mail and Guardian is our media partner for the Revisit series.
3: We know where the music's playing. Let's go out and feel.